you know, I've encouraged you with this many times too, Brad, but like you just can't forget who you are. You can't and, and what you're here to do and and not everyone's going to like that. Not everyone's going to, it's not even actually, forget not everyone's going to like it. Not everyone's going to get it. Um, one of my mentors always says, the worst decision you can make, Josh, is to never make one. Um, so I really live with the principle of like, sometimes when I'm stuck in my thinking, it's like, Josh, you've got to say yes. You've got to say yay, nay, or you've got to delay and put that one off for another time. It's, it's one of those three and you've got, to, you've got to do that. Why do I exist here in life? And that's where belonging and purpose comes from. It's five questions and five answers, which I think forms as a beautiful conclusion to the full episode. But many of you may be listening to this or watching this as almost a trailer to what to expect in the full episode if you choose to go and listen. And hopefully you do. So I'm going to dive into those five questions. The first, and and firstly, I'll say, they gain traction in their intensity throughout the course of the five. Yeah, somewhat. I think the last question is the most profound. (laughs) So the first question is not on my mind right now. What is the first question? The book. The book, yes. There you go, my guess from my... I always forget the order of the questions, That's but right. I always I remember the fifth. too, so yeah. Oh, I just was thrown off by the, they're getting more intense. So. Yeah, there you go. But you nailed it, the book. So I always ask, what's one book or podcast that you'd recommend to someone tuning in? Yeah. That, you know, if you could only recommend one, what would be you go to that's had an impact on you? Yeah, it's funny because I normally recommend books that I'm halfway through reading and then I, I actually borrow our books from the library so I don't yeah. tend to buy too many books and I haven't quite made the, the leap to um, audible or yeah. you know, online reading so um, but a book I did finish uh, was a book called a couple of years ago actually a book called Selfie and it's it's actually quite a thick book um, you might know by the title, it's, you, you would think, oh, it's just about talking down the selfie generation or younger people. Um, but it's far more layered than that. And it talks about how the journey of history of how we become so self-obsessed and what it's doing to us. Mm. Um, and it's by a guy called William Storr, who I think is a journalist. Um, and it's the last book I remember reading cover to cover. In fact, I borrowed it from the library. I spilt my coffee all over it. I went to take a pack and they made me buy it off them. So I've actually still got the copy, so I can loan it to you. Yeah, nice. But it, yeah, it talks all the way back to ancient history from the Greeks, but also you know, even as close to the 1980s when a lot of um, it was all about self-esteem, you know, pumping mm. up your self-esteem, and, your, um, and then you sort of intersect that with um, social media and phones and you know, uh, all sorts of cultures. But it, it, it sort of finishes in a sense where it, yeah, being a chameleon or having to be a chameleon, different things to different people and not being authentic uh, actually is a, an exhausting space uh, to live and it talks about some of the tragedies around that. Uh, but it was just a great book to reflect upon leading people um, but also holding the mirror up to myself as well. So. Yeah, I love that. Mm. I feel like the next thing I read will be my list of questions again <laughs> because I can't. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot the first oh, question no, of right, five so. questions and answers. Yeah. But hey, that's that's the real authentic that's right. um, story behind and today's I'm, podcast. I'm, I'm halfway through Atomic Habits. Uh, the I, I hear a James lot of good Clear. things about that. Yeah, but I feel like I've learned enough to to focus on right now. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I've, I've ditched it. 
And you talk about telling stories. I'm re- halfway through reading Dave Grohl's storytelling. Oh, yeah. How's yeah. that? Uh, look, I, I've seen the Foo Fires live a couple of times, and I think this is where we connect in a lot in life. We like who these people are, artists, sports mm. stars, whatever, but we really want to know who they are. For and sure. That's, uh, I, yeah, my favourite types of movies and books are true stories, but it's the story behind the story. My favourite movie ever, Catch Me If You Can. Oh, is it? Well, mine's Moneyball. Oh, great movie. I watched that really second good. time. Yeah, and I'm like, a GM I and I just kind of think about that and I love sporting stories. So, And Brad Pitt's incredible. So yeah. the combination of all that is... I watched that again the other week. Good. It makes it my favourite. So. Second question is a skill you recommend mastering that significantly improved your life? Yeah, I talked a bit about this already, but... Yeah, I'd have to say it is empathy, um, mastering that skill. I don't think I'm always there, but it is the ability to say, I can't imagine what someone's going through, but then you hold space for that person by listening and uh, helping them at the end of all that move forward in some way or or another, um, either by maybe some advice you've asked for, maybe recommendation to see another person or get help in some way but uh, at risk of repeating myself I think um, yeah I'm a chaplain and really what they are meant to be doing is holding being present with people and in a world that's really fast-paced and I'm certainly not saying to people slow your life down I'm I'm saying keep living full-on but be full-on with your presence with people as well Um, being present with people uh, taking the time to not story top or go over the top of someone um, and don't make assumptions about people. And that was, that was a significant blockage in my leadership life because I thought life had to be done one way, thought it had to be done my way. Thought it, I thought, why aren't they doing that? It's so simple mm. to me or why do they keep doing it that way? You know, that's annoying. As I've got a little bit older, realised life's um, a little bit more complex uh, than I probably first gave it credit for. Uh, it is um, people have got a whole bunch of stuff going on behind the scenes, uh, which you're a rare person in your life if you build trust enough to dig behind that with people. And I've just found it to be a space where people are really desperate for mm-hmm. to have someone to go I can't imagine uh, I don't have words for you <laughs> I have no fortune cookie wisdom that's going to help you out of this or pretend to help you out of this um, but I'm, I'm here here's my number um, call me anytime uh, I'm with you on this journey so yeah. it's so important isn't it and we all appreciate and really value those people in our lives and sure. I can I can really resonate with what you said there about you know that skill of empathy mm. has taken time. I think yeah. I was definitely stuck in my beliefs and ways especially through I think coming through I spoke about it a little bit on my podcast with Sarah Grinberg mm. and I said I think a big part of my life experience with CF made me very conscious and aware of health yep. and that relationship with one's health and I really struggled to understand and be empathetic with people who disregarded that yep. <laughs> and almost disrespected that yeah. through the use of substances yeah. and 
where I used to think, how could you do that to your body when you've been blessed with health? And I've had to, you know, almost in a victim's mentality at points, mm. I was like, you know, I take 50 tablets a day. Yeah. I work so don't hard for my health. Don't yeah, do don't they understand? <laughs> and then I realized, and this is the power of story and listening, exactly right. yeah. is, oh, I can't imagine the experience that they've been through because yeah. that is so different to my lived experience. Right. What they've had to suffer through and their challenges yeah. are so unique to them. It's so yeah. outside of my understanding yes. that oh, I guess I can understand now or be empathetic to yeah. why that has become the path of their yeah. life. That's right. How can I listen? How can I ask questions to allow them to find a way through this? Yeah. And I guess I've always seen it as a weak word or it's mm. something that like, ah, oh, is that really what I need to be doing? Um, it sounds all a bit, you know, wishy-washy. But I think even as... Um, and I can only speak from the context of a male, but yeah, even as men, I think it's exactly what genuine Australians men need in this stage of life, um, whether that be around forty or trying to or trying to build a life for you know mid twenties or whatever else it is. But you ask me, have I mastered it? I mean, it's not a mastered skill. My wife will be sitting here thinking, oh, I don't think it's as good as he's yeah. saying about it. Yeah, should be shaped, should be nodding ahead. Yeah, now. yeah, say right. that. Or you know, but I probably maybe I'll learn a bit of it. Uh, from her as well but and I'm sure there's people I've worked with in the past and thinking that Josh is not very good at that but I've often it's those people that you think just don't get it they're Mm. actually the people that shave uh, they're the people that kind of um, sort of shave the sandpaper off you a little bit and they kind of make you a little bit more honed in what you're doing definitely so it's those people that actually teach you a bit more than people that are pumping you up all the time as well of course The third question, I love this question because it's really revealing and I think you've probably spoken about this at points in the podcast, but the greatest challenge that you've faced that's required the most growth or resilience to overcome? I have, um, I've certainly touched on it, but I've experienced tragedy, I've experienced loss, but I would say my consistent challenge is uh, my thinking and you understand this and we've talked about you know having a patch of grass that you know is like oh this can be bigger um or this could be greater or you know can't people see this and you're even struggling to articulate a little bit but it's it is often my thinking that can hold me back it's so easy when you're being a bit um i'm not even saying this about myself but it's what people are saying i guess about me but um you know when you're innovative or you're doing something different or you're trying to shape uh things a bit ahead of the curve uh, doubt can creep in really quickly all mm. the time um, and it can be a place where I know I'm maybe stuck or I've, my thinking's maybe getting the better of me because I I lose the ability to make decisions um, and when you do that it becomes a bit of a just a grey space where you are lacking decisiveness or you, you, you're, you're second guessing what's the right one so you never make a decision um, one of my mentors always says the worst decision you can make, Josh, is to never make one. Um, so I really live with the principle of like sometimes when I'm stuck in my thinking, it's like, Josh, you've got to say yes. You've got to say yay, nay, or you've got to delay and put that one off for another time. It's, it's one of those three and you've got, to, you've got to do that. So people that are kind of living on the edge or wanting to do something different or, or, or looking ahead of what could be, um, thinking is that you're... You, getting stuck in your thinking is a a common thing um, and it means that you're pushing boundaries somewhere. I 
definitely part of my journey, particularly 10 years ago, was um, some pretty deep, dark mental health challenges. And it's potentially a story for another time, but it, it was, you know, to the point where you're thinking is it, it, it paralyzes you. And, mm. yeah, it's, you know, it's um, anal- uh, paralysis by, uh, analysis by pro- paralysis or, um, you know, it's, you're just, and you're so concerned about making the right decision, wrong decision. Um, but each of those times, I, I think, um, you know, I've encouraged you with this many times too, Brad, but like you just can't forget who you are. You can't and, and what you're here to do and and not everyone's going to like that. Not everyone's going to... It's not even actually... Forget not everyone's going to like it. Not everyone's going to get it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you're a likable guy, but not everyone's going to get it. But that's okay. Just if if you remember why you're turning up to a space and who you are, um, doubt seems to become less of an issue. So I would say with mental health and even mental health challenges, there's way better people to listen to and talk about than me. But I know my own story is it was it, it was a significant challenge that uh, that saw me living a life I, I don't want to live again. But I would also say that um, uh, it's always there too. So you just got to learn how to kind of put a boundary around mm. your negative thinking or or make it less of a space in your mind too as well. So I just want to say to that. Mm. In the most, in the way that you do it so humbly, mm. that there, I just think that couple of minutes is so powerful. Mm. And I'd suggest for everyone listening to or watching this, because I know I will in the edit mm. and in the release, just skip back two minutes and listen yeah. to that again, because I hear and feel all of that. Mm. And I know so many people who are tuning in will understand exactly what you mean there yeah. and feel that to their core. Yeah. That That's powerful. So I'll just say yeah. amen to that. <laughs> that's good. Um, so well said. And thank you for sharing that. The fourth is a daily ritual or routine that just forms a part of setting yourself up for that daily success in quotations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's linked to my thinking um, and you've, yeah, you see me do this a lot, but I do like to walk most mornings of the week. Mm. I don't do that necessarily because, you know, it's a beautiful spot to walk or I just want to check out the sunrise. There is something about not having, when you first wake up, not having a ceiling over your head. Um, yeah. Because it's, for me, it's a metaphor for, you know, my day or it's a metaphor for my life that, you know, I don't want this thing to be capped. I don't want this thing to um, just be like, you know, I'm looking at the ceiling here, but I don't want it to just be that. That's it, you know. And so, you know, sleep and night times and things for people that like to think and like to be up ahead or go getting can be difficult times. So actually, you know, when you see me out walking, it's me just. It is me either trying to reset um, for a new day, or it's to try to settle my thoughts, or it's um, you know, me as as a husband, as a father. I'm so responsible for the atmosphere and the tone in my home. Um, and it's important that it's not about getting that right all the time, but it's important that um, I recognize that's, that's, that's my responsibility. You know, mm. The atmosphere in my home is my responsibility to leave. If she was here, my wife, she'd say the same thing. We got such responsibility to our kids to set them up for success that, you know, I, I just don't want all that, you know, junk or negativity to, to be in my brain. So I think that's why I walk. That's why I like to get out, fresh air. Um, it gives you a bigger perspective on life. Uh, I, and I have a, 
um, we've talked about it in other parts of the podcast, but I have a strong relationship, um, a personal one. So, I mean, I um, help other people in their faith, but that's got to come out of that I have a, a strong relationship myself with God mm. and walking is a part of that, um, connecting with God, you know, reading my Bible. These are daily practices that I do. But, yeah, there's always a why behind it. I'm not just walking down there because, you know, I've heard that's the place to be. <laughs> Mate, I'll, I've I'll never... I'll do it if no one's down there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It is so true. Yeah. I've never heard anyone describe that as a way of starting the day without a ceiling. Right. I love that. Well, I'm... it's not my it's not my thought, that I won't, so I can't take yeah. credit for it. But there's nothing too new under the sun. No, and, well, that's it. it. That makes sense to my life. Yeah, and, and I will be it. using that and in future podcasts <laughs> yeah, and right. conversations. So, <laughs> um, the last question, yeah. the one that means a whole lot to me, it really is the reason for what I do, yeah. to uplift and inspire hope in others. And a big part of that role as a guest on this podcast mm-hmm. is the opportunity to share one message with the world that if you could encourage them to act on it, make it a part of the fabric of who they are and what they believe, yeah. what would that message be? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's so many things I could say, but it was, it was a good question because it you know, made me think, but it really just came down to, you know, I would encourage people to just keep asking why. My kids, I've got four kids, and they're at that age where they're just like, um, hey, hey, guys, you've got to go to bed. Why? <laughs> hey, you got to pack up the land. Why? You gotta eat your veg. Why? You know, I'm just like, just because. But yeah, just because you have to. You know, (laughs) so yeah, it's often the answer that comes out. But it's a good thought because we should do that in our own life. Like, why am I scrolling so much on Instagram here? Mm. Why? Um, yeah. Or why? Why am I walking down here every day? You know, and that's where those, you know, no ceiling over my head thought comes from. Um, why do I exist here in life? And that's where belonging and purpose comes from. Um, why is this sunrise so beautiful today? Well, that's where, um, if you keep digging away at that, that's, that's where my belief comes from. This world was created by a beautiful God that wanted to put that on show for us, you know? So I just, there's, if you keep asking why, not in an analytical way and not in a negative way, or it's the, it's the thing internally we should be asking ourselves all the time, because if we don't, we end up, doing things uh, that we don't want to do. We end mm. up setting up unrealistic expectations. Uh, we end up... Just just carry on. Yeah. For everyone listening, the camera keeps cutting out. The battery's dead. So I'll just roll a little That's intro right. clip over the end oh, Josh has definitely talked too long. I think it's <laughs> what Brad's saying. But uh, I think it's... And then it, it's not our gift to other people, but it's mm. definitely our gift to ourselves if we just keep asking why because everyone has a... Have a, has a backstage life and they have a front stage life and if those things are too far apart um, because you don't know why you're doing what you're doing yeah um, it's a very exhausting space to keep up mm. um, and that's why we that's why <laughs> to use that word again we see you know leaders not make it or fall over or um, do the things that, do things they shouldn't or break trust or whatever else it is so it is about bringing those two things together, knowing why you're doing what you're doing, um, having the best motivations you can yeah. uh, for the things you're doing as well. So, Mate, so well said that just everything we've spoken about today, and, and it's the reason why I continue to invest in this relationship that we have is 
not only do I feel as though, not only can we sit and chat and laugh as mates and, you know, talk about other things, but there is a sense that you have and, and a power and ability that you have as a human being to connect with what I need to hear in, mm. in a given time and the advice that I need or just to be heard and listened to that I appreciate so much. Yeah. I, I just, for the people listening, I want to know that everywhere you can find Josh will be in the show description today. But I feel like just for you and you're so humble that you mm-hmm. won't, you know, you, you always kind of brush this off. But man, I just want to celebrate you and congratulate you on the work that you're doing, mm-hmm. the human being you are. I think from a, a very human level in your personal life, I look at the human being you are and I think, what an amazing role model your kids have, what amazing husband your, your wife has. And mm. Amy's, I'm sure there's probably a few things she'd say, oh, yeah. wish she'd done a bit more get, of this around the you house, get, you know? Get, back, you yeah. get her back for part two. <laughs> um, I'm just, yeah, I, I just want to congratulate you on the human being that you are first and foremost and, yeah. and just say that the work you do is incredible. I'm, yeah. I'm so privileged and honoured to have had you on the podcast and we spoke about this before that regardless of the the heights that I hope to reach and the opportunities I hope to get to speak to some of the biggest celebrities in life to humanize their story. I look at someone like you who's been a part of my life for the last 10 Mm. years now, more particularly the last two. Mm. And this conversation here feels as profound as conversation will ever need to be. Mm. And it feels like a good impact and have such an important role in so many people's lives to uplift and inspire hope in them which is essentially why i do what i do so thank you so much for being a part of the show thanks brad it's been an absolute honor actually appreciate the invite i'll receive all that encouragement actually and know that life's you know not done i've got a lot to go but yeah it is important to sometimes just to stop and and receive the encouragement that's given definitely and, uh, say thanks and thanks again for having me a part of it my absolute pleasure thanks for tuning in guys mm-hmm.